What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Life Finance In Between podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Thomas. This is brought to you by Wealth Management Services and Hershey PA. And it's been a little bit since I recorded one of these, but it's been a very eventful couple weeks, um, both in the market in my life and everything else. So in the market itself, we've seen a continuation of the sell-off that we've had. Um, Not super surprising. I think once that the overall idea was people were scared and had a ton of fear that that soft might had legs to continue. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about earnings season and we'll talk about retailers today. Um, been a minute since I've been on here, just busy working. Obviously, as you can imagine with the market kind of selling off and a little bit of fear in the market, um, my job gets a little bit busier, but it's all good. It's all good things because this too shall pass, but we'll get into all that. So let's start with let's start with what's been going on in the market the past couple of weeks and why exactly I think we're seeing this sell-off that we are. I hope you guys are well since I've last recorded and put something out. Hope everyone's happy. Hope everyone's healthy. But let's dig into it. Let's dig into what's been going on. So as far as the market's concerned, uh, I've been on like an eight-week losing streak after the years at 19, 20, and 21, where this feels like the end of the world if you read any headlines, listen to some of the the people on finance media, traditional finance media, and uh, it, you would turn the TV on or turn on your computer and you'd see a hundred reasons why you should be negative and not many why you should be optimistic, which I don't quite understand. I really don't understand at all. Um, we've seen and we know that this is something that happens in the market from time to time. There's a little bit pullback that's not uncommon. And this every one every one out of three years the market goes down. But every two out of three the market goes up. And I'm not even I'm not saying the market's gonna go be down this year. No one knows what's gonna happen today, tomorrow, next week, next month, or let alone six months from now. But even if you think back to the beginning of twenty two, we didn't know Russia was gonna invade Ukraine. We didn't know how high gas prices were going to get. We didn't know what inflation numbers were going to be. So to say we know what's going to be going on the next six months would be would be a little bit of a, a misstatement. But that's not to say that there isn't reasons to be positive going into the six months, given everything we've seen in the prior six. So let me just break down four quick reasons why, as to why I think we could be positive going into the next six months. Again, not knowing what's going to happen, but... Let's give some optimism into the uh, into the air here and try to go against most of the negativity that we normally see. But we are still seeing, number one reason, in no particular order, but this is one reason, we're still seeing resilient demand for products, but now so more for services, which is good. Uh, I think during 20 and 21, we saw an unbelievable demand for people just buying things, just products, whether it's phones, computers, tablets, furniture, cars, I mean, you name it, house appliances, just you name it. And if it was a product that someone could buy because of all the money pumped into the system, because of how much money we saved in 2020, because we had no choice, people were buying it. And because of that, the supply chain got put under some serious pressure. And that's when we saw the stock 
um, of these items kind of declined. It was, it was hard to find some things, and it still is today because the supply chain is not 100% up and running. But, but that doesn't mean we aren't getting into a better place. Because yes, while the demand for products in the last two years was very strong and the demand for services wasn't very strong, we're now starting to see that shift. And that's a positive shift. We saw Target and Walmart both get crushed last week after earnings. I think uh, Target was down something like 25%. I'm not sure what Walmart was down. But the reason they were down was because they were citing that people were spending less on products and more on services. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That, that means one of two things. It means one, people are finally out doing things again. And instead of going and buying some clothes or a phone or you name it from products wise, they're now turning and buying services. So they're going out to eat more. They're staying in hotels. They're traveling. And they're taking those types of experiences. And that's good because for the past two years, we couldn't do that. We couldn't spend money on our on services. We couldn't really go out to eat. We couldn't take trips, or at least not. We couldn't. Not everyone felt safe doing so. So it makes sense now that we're finally feels like we're at a place where COVID might be a little bit behind us. That people are starting to spend on those again, and of course, when they're spending on services, they're not going to buy all the products that they have been buying. But it's a good shift. The other reason why it's a positive is because it shows that the Fed's fight against inflation by raising interest rates is working. It means that people aren't going out and just spending ridiculous sums of money on things they don't need, like we've seen, or things that they think they need, like we've seen. Instead, they're making memories, but they're not spending the additional money that they would have on products as well. And that's a good thing because, one, it'll bring down inflation, but also, two, um, it'll ease the supply chain. So companies won't need as much on the shelves. They won't need to order as much. And hopefully the little less demand in the supply chain will lead to positive things going forward. For one, having supply chain figure itself out and be like a fluid efficient process again. But also two, um, just the idea that companies can take a breather and just understand and, and realize what kind of cycle that we're in. So that's one thing to be positive about going into 2022 or second half of 2022. The resilient demand for products, but mostly services, is a positive thing. Over the past two years, this is the second reason, um, we have been able to save as consumers and companies have been able to do the same thing. So yes, we're in a market set off. Yes, we're in a downturn. Yes, there's inflation. However, over the past two years, we've never been able to save as much as we have been. And companies have never made so much money like they have been and been able to borrow very cheaply with very low rates. So if you take in the money that we've been able to save as consumers that we can now put to use, even with higher prices, and the fact that companies locked in low interest rates on loans, and we're also able to make a ton of money and bank a ton of money, we're okay with a downturn. We're okay with a market downturn because and inflation because we can weather that storm. And it's not going to be forever, but we have the amount of cash and companies have the amount of cash on hand to weather something like that. So the past two years for saving and putting everybody in a really good spot financially, or at least on the balance sheet, is good. We're going to be okay. Things won't last forever. Inflation won't always be 8%. And when it comes back down, the wage inflation that we've seen over the past two years those people that have experienced a, a wage increase, and I hope you listening, you're the one that got a raise as well. You're starting, you're going to see the fruits of that, that wage increase. Because for now, maybe it feels like I got a 4% raise, but 
inflation's eight, so my wage increase has done nothing. But again, inflation won't be eight forever. And at some point, that wage increase is going to come into play and you're going to feel the effects of that in a positive way. Third thing to be positive about going and back half of 22, and this kind of piggybacks off the second, but companies have had unbelievable earnings the past couple of years. And because of that, have been able to make investments into their own companies to make them more efficient from an operation standpoint, uh, whether that be technology, whether that be their ability to service customers, whether, whatever it may be, work, just work more efficiently and better towards the future because of those investments in the last two years. We're going to see companies, even though we're weathering this little bit of a sell-off, even though there's inflation and companies are struggling supply chain, long-term, we're going to be just fine because companies have been able to make these investments in the past two years. And finally, the fourth reason that we could be positive going into 2022 is the low unemployment. And if you want to piggyback low unemployment with rising wages, you can do that too. But unemployment is what, 35 3.6%. I think it's 3.6% as of April. That's very low and it's very good. That means people are making money. That means people can spend money. That means companies still think we're in a place of growth and because of that will offer jobs and hire people to do so, to make sure they can perform efficiently, to make sure they can meet market demands. That's a positive, good thing. It's a really good thing. There's one point, roughly 1.9 jobs for every available worker. So if there's 5 million people looking for a job, there's roughly 11 to 12 million jobs open. How that math works out, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, but the idea being that with unemployment so low, people still getting money in their pockets, people being able to spend that money and companies still in hiring cycles because they need to meet consumer demands. It's a very, very positive thing going forward. The consumer itself and the spending that we do makes up about 70% of our economy. So if we can keep a strong consumer and we can keep spend, spending our money on products and services and supply chain figures itself out as China comes back online after their um, recent lockdowns, we're going to be in a good spot. We're going to be in a very good spot. And if anything, this market sell-off shook out some of the, the uh, excess from the market and we're going to be in a better spot because of that. So it's not all doom and gloom. It's really not all doom and gloom, and we're going to be okay. This too shall pass, and we have some positive, optimistic data points going into the second half of the year. Now, I spoke a lot about shifting into the next topic. I spoke a lot about retailers and them having to kind of adapt to this new what, cycle that we're in. People won't be buying as many things. They're going to be buying services. That's a good thing. Retailers have reacted after quarter one and then their earnings calls have said, listen, we're still figuring out our supply chain. We're, we're, no, we're now realizing that consumers are changing their spending habits and that's okay because supply chain still has to come back on. And maybe they won't make as much money. Maybe your Targets and Walmarts, Best Buys and these companies won't make as much money and won't have as many sales. But they're still going to make money and they're still going to have sales. So a little slowdown isn't an issue. It's proving that inflation is going to come down. And it's also giving the supply chain a little bit less and a little bit more of a breather like it needs. And it can catch back up and we'll be back online. Again, Target and Walmart got crushed last week for saying we, we're not quite sure what 2022 holds. I don't understand why. It's good news for the market. It's good news for the economy. It's okay if retailers have a rocky 
quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, that's okay. They're still going to make money. They're still going to sell products. We're as consumers still going to have the ability to go and buy things. We're just going to buy less things. And that's okay. Long term, that is okay. It's coming back down to a normal rate, a normal behavior by both consumers and companies. So yes, you're gonna we're gonna see some earning calls come out from retailers, and they're gonna say, hey, "Listen, we might not make as much money. We might as might not sell as much product. We're not sure what how much we need on the shelves for consumers." So you might see some issues. That's all right. It's all okay. Everything's still gonna be there. This too shall pass. Long term retailers are gonna be in a better spot because of this. Whether that's investments into the company. Um, for efficiency on their own end or they realize how to work their supply chains and kind of figure out what they were spending too much on so they work out their expense side of their business so long term they'll make more money once they figure that out whatever it may be but they're going to be in a good spot and so shifting into the next kind of topic after i spoke briefly on retailers and this is something that's um I spoke about in a prior podcast, I think a month or two ago, and it was about the real estate market and what rising mortgage rates might do and what we might see. And we're starting to see a little bit of what I've talked about. So if we take a look at the real estate market and let's just talk about what exactly is happening now and what that might mean for the future. 2022 sales were roughly 6% lower than they were in April of 2021. So if you compare April 2022... Sales 6% lower than April 2021. So a little bit of slowdown in buying, which is fine because people were buying at an unbelievable rate the past two years because of low mortgage rates, um, because of lack of supply. So people wanted to get into houses now instead of waiting till later. However, if you take if we dive deeper into what the sales looked like year over year, sales actually rose roughly 20% and houses priced between 500 k and 700 k and 16% for um, sales of those homes, $1 million or more. And what does that kind of tell me? It tells me that those are the people that aren't really worrying about mortgage rates as much. If you're in a space where you're buying a 700,000 home, a million dollar home, million two dollar home and up, you're probably not relying on a 30 year mortgage to do so. It's probably a lot of cash that you you have from sale of investments that performed incredibly well over the past three years or a sale from a home that you had already and you didn't need so you sold it when everybody was selling at incredibly high numbers. So those increases of 20% in the 500 to 700K range and 16% in the $1 million or over, those are people not really impacted by mortgage rates as much. Now, if we look at... Homes priced between 100k to 250k, we actually saw a decline of 29%. That's where that 6% lower comes into play, and that's where the higher mortgage rates come into play. And if we remember back to the first podcast, I spoke about this. I spoke about um, less buying because people won't be able to afford as much homes because they're they're just their debt that they have to cover is month to month is going to increase because if you go from a 2% mortgage to now 5.5% mortgage, your payment per month more than doubles. So people in the 100 to 250K range aren't buying as much cash. The mortgage itself is a major way that they can afford these houses 
and they put a lot of it on the mortgage, whether it's 3% down or 20%, you're putting a lot of lot on the mortgage. And because of that, when the mortgage are more expensive, you're not going to buy that house. You might wait. You might wait until prices start to come down a little bit more. Because I still think where we are is we saw a median price per home of 391000 That's up nearly 15% year over year from April 21 to now. I think the reason we're seeing that is because we're seeing more sales of homes, 500K and up. And also for those between 100 and 250K, we haven't seen prices come down too, too much yet because the more the interest i mean the uh impact that the higher mortgage rate has is still working its way out through the market so people still buying now might just have that cash on hand they've been looking for a house for a while and something's finally there so they're still buying but as we keep moving into higher interest rates for mortgages and we keep moving into that environment and they stay there around longer we're going to start seeing prices come down because we're going to get to a point where if you wanted to move, you already did. And if you want to move now, you're going to be in a spot where you're potentially going to wait because of that high interest rate on the mortgage. Or you're going to wait to see if prices come down so you're not having as high of payments. That's kind of where we're at. And that's kind of what we spoke about last time. The mortgage rate drives a lot of the real estate market. Um, unfortunately prices can still remain pretty high for a little bit because the supply of houses are so low and the building costs for houses is so high because of supply chain issues. Um, so we're not going to see houses get put up very quickly and we're not going to see be able to pe- people being able to buy plots of land and put up houses very quickly. So in turn, people selling their house that's already a standing structure, that's already established as a good home, can still afford to charge a little bit of a premium because they're still almost like the only game in town. But that can't last forever. We're starting to see supply for houses increase. We're starting to see longer times until the next house gets sold. So they're on Zillow for more than three hours or on Zillow for 20 to 30 days before they're bought now, which is still quick, but it's going to come down prices will come down the time and supply will increase for houses and people are worried about like a 2008 scenario where the housing market crashes and price prices plummet i don't think we're in any sort of situation like that at all Uh, we'll see prices come down but we'll see them come down at a normal rate not just a plummet and the reason i say that is because we're sitting on so much cash as consumers because of the last two years of savings that even if your costs go up a little bit from inflation, you could still weather that and their mortgages. And then the other side of it is the lending market was much more strict after 2008 of who they were giving loans to. So they were much more prudent on who got a loan, who didn't. So we didn't have these um, unbelievably bad mortgage products being given to people that are just setting them up for failure. It was more of a picky process where they felt confident that over time you're going to be able to pay your loans back or your mortgage back, which is good for the housing market because that's what we need. And then additionally, a lot of home buyers were able to lock in really low prices over the past two years. So, I mean, lo- really low interest rates on very high prices, but because of a low interest rate, their monthly debt that they have to service is pretty low. So because of those three things, between consumers having more cash than ever, mortgage lenders being more prudent the past 14 years than they were leading up to 2008, and people having low mortgage rates over the past two years and 
taking those into the next 30 years, we're going to be in a decent spot from the real estate market. So it's going to be in a healthy spot after prices come down and supply increases. So there's really nothing to worry about there at all on that end of things. But we're starting to see what higher mortgages and their impact they have on the market overall. So we'll see. We'll see. But kind of wrapping up this episode, again, the market it has seen a decline. This too shall pass. There's reasons to be optimistic going forward. There's reasons to believe in companies that are down 20, 30%, like Apple's down 20%, Microsoft 22%, Amazon 30, 40%. These companies aren't going anywhere. They're going to be just fine. It's just a lot of people selling because of a lot of fears out there, but things are going to be okay. It's really not, it's really nothing that's not going to pass through. This happens and we're going to be fine. Retailers are going to be able to react. Like I said, they're going to make adjustments and us as consumers will make adjustments as well. And the real estate market, well, if you're looking for a house, might want to wait because prices are still pretty high, but, but they'll start to come down as mortgage rates stay higher. So that's really it. That's really it guys. Sorry. It's been a little bit since I've been on, but work got busy. Life got busy. You guys know how that goes, but hopefully I can be a bit more consistent going forward. So Like I said earlier, I hope everyone's happy. Hope everyone's healthy. Stay happy. Stay healthy if you are. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Wealth Management Services and Securities America are separate entities. The opinions and forecasts expressed are those of the author and may not actually come to pass. This information is subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions and should not be construed as a recommendation of any specific security or investment plan. Past performance does not guarantee future results.